Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with nurse practitioner Brooke Green of Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center. Thank you for joining us today, Brooke. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you know you've been with us before. I certainly have. I'm glad you're here. Brooke is a nurse practitioner at Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center. Their offices are located in the Medical Arts Building in Dalton. They specialize in diabetes and thyroid treatment. Brooke, what services do you offer at Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center? We provide treatment for type 1, type 2, as well as pre-diabetes and just diabetes, thyroid conditions such as hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, thyroid nodules, as well as hypoglycemia, hyperinsulinemia, metabolic syndrome, adrenal and pituitary gland disease, parathyroid disease, polycystic ovarian syndrome, osteoporosis, and we also provide diabetes management services like diabetic oral agent therapy, insulin pump management, insulin management, continuous glucose monitoring, and diabetes management classes. That's a whole lot of stuff you guys work on. Tell me about type 1 diabetes. Yes, I'd be glad to. Uh, Type 1 diabetes occurs when the body's immune system attacks the pancreas, and that results in a lack of insulin and too much sugar in the blood. Though it can't be prevented, treatment can help control the disease, but symptoms may include excessive thirst, frequent urination, extreme hunger, weight loss, blurred vision, extreme fatigue, nausea, vomiting, or stomach. Stomach pain may also accompany these symptoms. If you do have symptoms of diabetes, please tell your primary care provider. A blood test can check for the disease. Well, now, is type 1 diabetes uh, just for just children, or do no. adults get that too? That's a very good question, Bobby. Uh, type 1 diabetes used to formally be called juvenile onset diabetes, mm-hmm. but that has been eliminated because we do see individuals with type 1 diabetes diagnosed at an older age. Is that right? Right. That's correct. So it's not just for kids anymore. Now adults sometimes will. Sometimes will develop at an older age. That's correct. Of course, that's not common. Usually type 1 diabetes, just in general, only 10% of the population uh, has type 1 diabetes. So it is more the rare form that we see. So type 2 diabetes is way more prevalent than type yes, 1. Yes, it certainly is. Very interesting. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'd like to talk about type 2 diabetes. We'll be right back on Health for Life. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Join us on a journey to better health, health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Health Care System. Health 
for Life. Welcome back to Health for Life. We're here with nurse practitioner Brooke Green of Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center. Okay, we talked about type 1 diabetes. Let's talk about type 2 diabetes. Uh, Yes, type 2 diabetes is the most common form of diabetes. In fact, 90% of the population uh, with diabetes has type 2. It occurs when the body doesn't properly use insulin. And insulin is a hormone that transports glucose from the blood to the cells where it's used for fuel or does it make enough? As a result, unused glucose builds up in the bloodstream. Fortunately, there's much you can do to help prevent or control the disease. Some of the risk factors include having a family history of type 2 diabetes, Mm -hmm. being overweight, being physically inactive, having a history of gestational diabetes, having prediabetes. In this condition, blood glucose levels are higher than normal, but not high enough for a diagnosis of diabetes. And type 2 diabetes used to be rare in children. In fact, it used to be called adult onset diabetes. But as more young people become overweight, it is now more common for them to develop this disease. Type 2 diabetes doesn't always cause symptoms, but when symptoms do occur, they tend to begin slowly, and they may include as follows, feeling tired much of the time, frequent urination, increased thirst and hunger, unexplained weight loss, blurred vision, and slow healing of wounds or sores. If you do have symptoms of diabetes, tell your primary care provider immediately. Several tests that measure your blood glucose can check for the disease. The complications of diabetes can affect almost every part of your body. That's why it's so important to find the disease early on and take steps to control it. Fortunately, people with type 2 diabetes can do a lot to manage it and avoid the complications. And we're here to help. Well, good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. And I have type 2 diabetes. Uh-huh. Uh, the way I found out that I had type 2 diabetes is I was thirsty all the yes. time. I could not get enough to drink. Yes, that's a common symptom. And I was thirsty all the time. Now, my parents have diabetes. I had a sister who's passed but she had diabetes. Mm-hmm. My grandparents had diabetes, and it runs in my family. It's one of those things that uh, it was hard to outrun. Yes, you have strong family history on your side. Now, I know that diabetes can be dangerous. What are some of the health problems that it can cause? Complications of diabetes can include cardiovascular problems, including heart disease, heart attack or stroke, loss of vision and blindness, kidney failure, nerve damage, which can cause pain or numbness in your feet, hands, and limbs, impaired circulation to the feet, which can cause wounds to heal slowly or become infected. In severe cases, a foot wound that doesn't heal may end up leading to an amputation. So that's definitely what we want to prevent. Mm -hmm. Blood sugar that's too high can also lead to a condition called diabetic ketoacidosis, or DKA for short. What is that? That is a condition when your body either is not getting enough insulin or no insulin at all, and your body is unable to pull the glucose into the bloodstream with insulin because it's not available, and your body starts using fat for energy. And Mm -hmm. when fat is burned down, that produces an acid, which accumulates in the body, and that acid is called ketones, and that can make an individual very sick. Well, I was about to say, I have heard that is very dangerous. Yes, it is. It certainly is. This is, in fact, Bobby, as you said, it's a life-threatening situation. Uh, The signs of DKA include vomiting, nausea, shortness of breath, and a fruity smell on the breath, almost like an acetone uh, odor. If this is untreated, DKA can lead to a coma or even, unfortunately, death. 
Blood sugar that's too low can also be dangerous and cause unconsciousness. Right, and I have experienced that mm. also. Your blood yes. sugar gets too low. You know, you might take too much insulin or right. you don't have things, you know, just uh, weighed out the way that they're supposed to be, and your blood sugar can get too low. That's correct. And that's dangerous, It too. is, it is. Now, you mentioned cardiovascular problems, including heart disease, heart attack, and stroke. Now, that's not something that all of us associate with diabetes. What's the link between diabetes heart disease, and stroke. Over time, Bobby, the high blood glucose from diabetes can damage your blood vessels along with the nerves that control your heart and blood vessels. The longer you have diabetes, the higher the chances that you will develop heart disease. People with diabetes tend to develop heart disease at a younger age than people without diabetes. In adults with diabetes, the most common causes of death are heart disease and stroke. Adults with diabetes are nearly twice as likely to die from heart disease or stroke as people without diabetes. However, the good news is is that the steps you take to manage your diabetes also helps to lower your chances of having heart disease or a stroke. What else increases my chances of heart disease or stroke if I do indeed have diabetes? If you have diabetes, other factors add to your chances of developing heart disease or having a stroke, and that includes smoking. Smoking raises your risk of developing heart disease. If you have diabetes, it is so important to stop smoking because both smoking and diabetes narrow the blood vessels. Smoking also increases your chance of developing other long-term problems such as lung disease. Smoking also can damage the blood vessels in your legs and increase the risk of lower leg infections such as ulcers and amputation. High blood pressure can also be an issue and if you have high blood pressure, your heart must work harder to pump the blood. High blood pressure can strain your heart, overwork your heart, damage the blood vessels and increase your risk of a heart attack, stroke, eye problems and kidney problems. Abnormal cholesterol levels can also be an issue. Cholesterol is a type of fat produced by your liver and found in your blood. You have two kinds of cholesterol in your blood known as the LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, mm-hmm. and HDL, which is the good cholesterol. Now, I've heard that there's that there's good and there's bad. That's correct. And I'll mention a little bit about the LDL, which is often called the bad cholesterol. Mm-hmm. This can build up and clog your blood vessels, and high levels of the LDL cholesterol raise your risk of developing heart disease. Another type of blood fat, such as triglycerides, also can raise your risk of heart disease when the levels are higher than recommended by your health care team. Now, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Stop you here. Um, cholesterol, is that what we sometimes hear of called plaque? Yes, and this actually forms the plaque that causes the blockages in the blood vessels. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I understand. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. And uh, your weight, being overweight or obese, can also affect your ability to manage your diabetes and increase your risk for many health problems, including heart disease and high blood pressure. If you are overweight, a healthy eating plan with reduced calories often will lower your glucose levels or reduce your need for medications. Excess belly fat around your waist, even if you are not overweight, can raise your chances of developing heart disease. And family history of heart disease, Mm -hmm. which may also add to your chances of developing heart disease. If one or more of your family members had a heart attack, this is very important, before age 50, you may have an even higher chance of developing heart disease. You can't change whether heart disease runs in your family. 
But if you have diabetes, it's even more important to take the steps that you can change to protect yourself from heart disease and decrease your chances of having a stroke. Cardiovascular disease is the leading killer of women in the U.S., according to the American Heart Association. Heart disease kills one woman every 80 seconds, taking more lives than all forms of cancers combined. And I'm passionate about cardiovascular disease awareness since I, too, have had I have heart disease and I experienced a heart attack at age 42, and I do have prediabetes. So we do know with prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, that can increase your risk for developing heart disease, heart attack, or stroke. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how we can lower our chances of having a heart attack or a stroke. We'll be right back on Health for Life. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Health Care System. Health for life. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today, we're here with nurse practitioner Brooke Green of Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center. We're going to talk about uh, how we can lower our chances of having a heart attack or a stroke. How can our listeners lower their chances of having a heart attack or a stroke? Yes, Bobby. Uh, just simply taking care of your diabetes is so important to help you take care of your heart. You can lower your chances of having a heart attack or stroke by taking the following steps to manage your diabetes diabetes to keep your heart and blood vessels healthy. This is called managing your diabetes ABCs. Knowing your diabetes ABCs will help you manage your blood glucose, your blood pressure, and your cholesterol. Stopping smoking if you have diabetes is also very important to lower your chances for heart disease. A is for the A1C test. The A1C test shows your average blood glucose level over the past three months. This is different from the blood glucose checks that you do every day. The higher your A1C number, the higher your blood glucose levels have been during the past three months. High levels of blood glucose can harm your heart, blood vessels, kidneys, feet, and your eyes. The A1C goal for many people with diabetes is below 7%. Some people may do better with a slightly higher A1C goal. Just ask your healthcare team what your goal should be. B is for blood pressure. Blood pressure is the force of your blood against the wall of your blood vessels. If your blood pressure gets too high, it makes your heart work too hard. High blood pressure can cause a heart attack or stroke and damage your kidneys and eyes. The blood pressure goal for most people with diabetes is below 140 over 90. Ask what your goal should be. 
It may be individualized for you. Got you. C is for cholesterol. You have two kinds of cholesterol in your blood, as we mentioned before, the LDL and the HDL. The LDL or the bad cholesterol can build up and clog your blood vessels. You asked that uh, a few moments ago, Bobby. It just It's like pouring grease down a drain. It's going to clog up. Okay. Too much bad cholesterol can cause a heart attack or stroke. And the HDL, which is known as the good cholesterol, helps remove the bad. Removes the bad LDL cholesterol from your blood vessels. The S is for stop smoking. Not smoking is especially important for people with diabetes because both smoking and diabetes narrow the blood vessels, so your heart has to work harder. If you smoke or use other tobacco products, please stop. Ask for help so you don't have to do it alone. You can start by calling the National Quit Line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW or 1-800-784-8669. For tips on quitting, go to smokefree.gov. Well, good. That is a great idea. Stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Now, how is heart disease diagnosed? How do you diagnose heart disease? Mm-hmm. Healthcare providers diagnose heart disease and diabetes based on your symptoms, your medical and family history, how likely you are to have heart disease, a physical exam, results from tests and procedures, tests used to monitor your diabetes, such as an A1C, blood pressure, and cholesterol. This helps your doctor decide whether it is important to do other tests to check your heart health. Now, this is very important to our listeners. What is the warning signs of a heart attack And what are the warning signs of a stroke? Yes, very important, Bobby. You, first of all, want to call 911 right away if you have the warning signs of a heart attack, which include pain or pressure in your chest that lasts longer than a few minutes or goes away and comes back, pain or discomfort in one or both of your arms or shoulders or your back, neck or jaw, shortness of breath, sweating or lightheadedness, indigestion or nausea, or feeling very tired. Treatment works best when it is given right away. Warning signs may not be the same in everyone. You may not have all of these symptoms. Mm. Women sometimes have nausea and vomiting and they feel very tired, sometimes for days, and have pain in the back, shoulders, or jaw without having any chest pain. People with diabetes-related nerve damage may not notice any chest pain. Call 911 right away if you have any of the warning signs of a stroke also, which includes weakness, or numbness of your face, arm, or leg on one side of your body, as well as confusion or trouble talking or understanding, dizziness, loss of balance, or trouble walking, trouble seeing out of one or both eyes, or sudden severe headache. If you have any one of these warning signs, please call 911. You can help prevent permanent damage by getting to a hospital within an hour of a stroke. I've talked to so many doctors that have said it is so important especially, well, in a heart attack or a stroke, either one. But in a stroke situation, if you can get the paramedics, the EMTs to you, they have medicine they can give you immediately. Definitely so. So That is so important Mm -hmm. in in a stroke. And in a heart attack, that goes without saying how important that is. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on Health for Life. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Join us on a journey to better health. 
health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System, health for life. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're talking with nurse practitioner Brooke Green of Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center. Brooke, what classes do you offer at Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center? Uh, Medicare and both health insurance plans cover two hours of diabetes education and two hours of nutrition education every year. Those who receive diabetes education are more likely to control their blood glucose, their blood pressure, cholesterol levels, and have lower health care costs. We offer free diabetes educational seminars, free diabetes workshops, advanced diabetes nutrition class, carbohydrate counting class, comprehensive diabetes classes, diabetes nutrition and gestational diabetes classes, insulin administration and insulin pump training, continuous glucose monitoring, blood glucose monitoring training, and medication management class. My goodness, that's a lot of classes. Now, I have taken some of these classes that you're talking mm-hmm. about, and they are wonderful. Uh, the uh, the nutrition classes, mm-hmm. and you find out how many, how many carbs are in different items. Right. And sometimes that surprises you. Yeah. Yes, it is surprising. You know, you can think that this, I don't think this has many carbs, and it does. And and then also you can think this must be loaded, and it's not. That's right. Yeah, you need to know those things. Those are very Very important. Very important. Yeah. And the continuous glucose monitoring, now, that replaces pricking your finger. Right, it does. It's wonderful technology. Most insurance plans cover that. Medicare covers uh, continuous glucose monitoring for people who are requiring four insulin injections a day, but you can can effectively manage your diabetes so much better with a CGM or continuous glucose monitor. Well, it's wonderful. I use that, and sometimes I'll put it on my upper arm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I put it on my uh, on my stomach, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it really it, it is great. Yes, because you can yes. keep up with it. It tells you every five minutes what your blood sugar level, your glucose level is. That's right. It's just fabulous. It is. It's fabulous. And then also, I understand that this the pump, and you have you have classes for mm-hmm. an insulin mm-hmm. pump. A few segments ago in this program, you mentioned that you are pre-diabetic. Yes. Now, a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, are pre-diabetic. Some may not even know what that is. Mm -hmm. What is pre-diabetes? Bobby, 88 million people in the United States have pre-diabetes. That is a huge number. (laughs) 88 million. million. That's correct. Well, how many of those people do you think they don't even know. This. Oh, yes. There's a large amount. In fact, one in three, Bobby, uh, have prediabetes and they're not even aware of it. In fact, most people that are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, of course, had prediabetes seven to eight years prior. And a lot of people that are supposedly newly diagnosed, new onset type 2 diabetes, already are going in with chronic complications associated with diabetes. So that tells us that they had, during that period of time, glucose levels that were elevated enough to sustain damage. So it's so important for people to be aware uh, of prediabetes and how to diagnose that and realize what the risks are for developing prediabetes. Now, how long have you had prediabetes? I was diagnosed, Bobby, it's been several years ago now, over 10 years ago, and I have a very strong family history, actually on both sides. So family history is very significant. Um, Other risk factors for people could be 
uh, overweight or obesity, also uh, race, ethnicity. We see African Americans, uh, Hispanic population, Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders Mm -hmm. um, are more at risk for developing prediabetes as well as type 2 diabetes. But lifestyle change is very, very important. Someone that is diagnosed with prediabetes, the glucose level is just slightly above, but not enough to be a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. So that's something we don't want to ignore because we know during that time the damage could take place with even that slight elevation. So it's important to really focus in on lifestyle changes with increasing your physical activity, honing in on healthy nutrition, making better choices. Making better choices, Mm -hmm. I understand. Now, uh, whenever you went into the medical field, Mm -hmm. had you already been diagnosed with prediabetes? No, I had not. Because my next question, of course, (laughs) was going to be, is that why you went into this? (laughs) But uh, what are the chances of you, well, I guess they're pretty good if one in three Americans Mm -hmm. have that, Mm -hmm. but uh, of you going into this field of medicine and then turns out that you have pre-diabetes. Yes, yes. So with going into this field, I did it actually in 98. And uh, before that, um, I can tell you, Bobby, I really did not eat healthy. Uh, I did exercise, Mm -hmm. but uh, what I was putting in my mouth every day uh, was not the healthiest options. (laughs) So I have over time improved that. And as I had mentioned earlier, I did have a heart attack eight years ago. So I've been uh, really focused on healthy dietary choices, and I make sure that I'm physically active at least four to five times out of the week. Now, walking is important. Yes, walking is probably one of the best forms of exercise, and it's easy for most people. You don't have to go anywhere special. You can even walk. I have people that just walk in their homes, particularly if it's raining. Just get that extra physical activity. It makes such a huge difference. Makes you feel better, too. It does. And it gives you more energy and it helps with depression and stress. And we, we all have stressors these days. Yes, <laughs> we all have stress. We're all under stress at some point. That's right. Every day. You know, I really appreciate you sharing all this great information with us today. Before you leave, could you leave our listeners with one word of advice? Yes, one word of advice would be, please, if you have any of the symptoms that we've discussed today, get with your provider and don't assume that it may be some of the symptoms may be related to getting older. I have a lot of people that assume that. If you have any of the symptoms we've discussed, get with your provider and have further testing done. Your health matters. For more information about Hamilton Diabetes and Endocrinology Center, call 706 278 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash diabetes. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Health Care System. Health for life. 
If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 